Man, what a great start to the show. You know, it's always, no, you know, it's not a Grim After Dark show if you don't start with massive technical difficulties. So welcome in. Um, guys, the British pound may be collapsing beyond measure. Charles, is it, is it moving into Buckingham Palace until 2027 so we can slap some paint on the walls? But Mikey from Hellstorm Wargaming got up at like a really stupid time uh, to do this. Um, I am a hydro, hydrocephalic, yeah, hydrocephalic version of Quentin Tarantino. And even though we are a group of elitist neckbeards, it's still going to be pretty grim after dark. My first co-host, got a much easier to pronounce insult, uh, is our classic high hairline Harry himself, is Danny McDevitt. Boy, I'm about to butter your brain. <laughs> Dude, instantaneous. It's amazing. It's amazing how much the technology upgrades as soon as we get Dickie in the studio, instead of it being just real Heffelfingered. <laughs> I think the official term of the FLGN is when something goes wrong, it gets Heffelfingered. It's fine. <laughs> um, Danny, before we get to Mikey, uh, the okay. Friendly Gaming community uh, on Facebook did bring this to our attention. Uh, realizing the, the knowledge base we have in competitive 40k. Uh, it says, I'd like to lodge a formal complaint against Danny and John and Grim After Dark. Uh, they aren't teaching us about their Alaska culture, and we have to find out about things like Fat Bear Week from other people. <laughs> uh, Danny, your thoughts on this, this heinous crimes? I mean, I'm not even Alaskan, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. So the, there's a couple things to address here. Yeah. Uh, number one, um, I, I, like we wanted to participate in fat bear week, like more extensively. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, John, we talked about this. We had, we had a little meeting about this uh, a little earlier, right? Well, we entered. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we did like, well, I won't, but we want to address it. We want to address it like as a show, not just individually. Okay. And so we haven't like con, kind of come out and talked to you know, spoken about it yet. So, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm disappointed to to talk about it right now because it's kind of crushing to me per, on a personal level. Okay. Oh, is it, that, that was a setup. We're good to okay. Perfect. Uh, if uh, Dickie, if you want to go to the next slide, we'll see you the the first uh, entrant for a fat Alaskan bear. Uh, it's a pretty good one. Pretty solid. <laughs> um, I believe he's time. playing cyberpunk at that time, which for a bear is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Danny, uh, if you could, for the purpose of the, the, the audio listener, who I continually forget, can you describe mm -hmm. uh, what that picture was about there? Yeah, so what you see here is a uh, uh, mildly depressed middle-aged man uh, playing <laughs> video games with his son and dog um, in a, uh, yeah, with no socks and the hairiest legs you've ever seen. I mean, I don't want to say that he's probably the hairiest man in the world but i mean pretty close to be honest with you and he looks just you know they're playing video games and yet he somehow looks disappointed yeah i will say looking closer to that picture um i am actually playing the spider-man uh, video game for playstation 4 and my son has an uncharged controller uh so he can leave me alone while he's playing it <laughs> holy uh, shit we dude <laughs> What? He's three. He thinks he's playing. It's fine. <laughs> it's cold water. Uh, Just let the kid play the game. <laughs> what? 
Let's go. Uh, let's go to the next one. Next picture of our fat bear. No, let's Whoa. go ahead. Dude, this that one. guy's suit barely fits. So there is a very <laughs> portly gentleman here, um, who appears to be uh, who's. This picture has been used as a meme amongst our friend group many, many times. About uh, you know, you're wrong, but it's gonna bother me if I don't tell you about why. So like, yeah, uh, I did mean that very heavily for like six months after your wedding. <laughs> um, yeah, like light colored hair. Um, although maybe not quite as outwardly depressed. You can see how depressed this man is, and just the there's no light behind those eyes. No, it's just dead on the inside. There's no light. Yeah. No light at all. No, not oh. at all. And then. I think if we can move on to, to our last one, the second here, uh, we're going to move on to our last one here because mm-hmm. uh, there was some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, controversy at right. the final as the winner of the Fat Bear competition was announced Correct. that Dickie threw up that picture. So there was yeah, a little so bit of <clears throat> This is a gentleman going on. here <laughs> engaging in hand-to-hand combat. This is actually a perfect demonstration of how to defeat a bear in hand-to-hand combat. Um, while it may, you may have to sacrifice your arm, you can see his other hand is in a mimicry of posing um, to stab the bear in the neck with some kind of a shank um, or, uh, or, or or knife or sword, some type of stabbing device, uh, therefore defeating the creature and uh, proving man's mastery over nature once and for all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised this guy didn't win uh, the <laughs> fattest bear contest because this Wouldn't man that, who's fighting though? this bear is also... Morbidly qualify you from the fattest bear contest if you were yep. proving man's dominance over nature for bears yep. and men. You know, <clears throat> what if a man was a bear? That's the question you have to ask yourself. So that's why I'm kind of I'm disappointed to announce here uh, that I was disqualified for fattest bear in Alaska um, in 2022, unfortunately this year, um, due to a, a, a residency complaint that was sent in anonymously, um, By me. from <laughs> some, <laughs> some kind of disappointed <laughs> middle-aged gentleman that sits on a couch and plays video games. Absolutely. Uh, Danny, uh, we've made Mikey wait long enough while we yeah, made sorry. fun of ourselves for being out of shape. Uh, why don't you, uh, go ahead and bring him on in. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah. Hey, by the way, thanks to this guy for bearing with us during this segment. Oh, um, no. We start the stream. Oh, <clears throat> normally I'm against puns, but I also love low hanging fruit. Um, anyways, so uh, you may know Mikey um, from his streaming exploits, and he's joining us here. Uh, we, we, we called some weird nine digit phone number. Uh, in the middle of the night to wake him up to tell him to come on, uh, which we appreciate him waking up and doing this. Um, Even though he's not allowed to turn on the lights in the bedroom, they're letting him record in there anyway. Um, So, Mikey from Maelstrom Wargaming, we're we're pleased to welcome you tonight. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on. It's so good to be here. I mean, after after that display of like the bears, I felt really emasculate, emasculine compared. So I'm going to try my best to keep up. But um, it's very say, good to be here. Look, buddy, you're in good company here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. How does it feel like to, to be compete. up at like two in the morning to hear two people talk about the fact they're fat and one guy fighting a, a stuffed bear in a Seattle airport? <laughs> oh, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. But it's three a.m. <laughs> 
and nothing good happens oh, after 3 a.m. So. <laughs> <laughs> An hour ago, that would have been fine, but now it's it's just now it's disrespectful. unacceptable. It's ruined. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> Mikey, go ahead. Tell us about Hellstorm Wargaming. It's kind of one of the the big uh, streamers coming out of the UK. Uh, tell us about like Hellstorm. Um, so I uh, usually stream um, the latest drama. That's like the best the best thing I do. Probably the probably the thing I'm most known for. But I do like live live stream battle reports. I do uh, Age of Sigma content. I do 3D printing content. Um, but mostly mostly laughing kind of like what you guys do um just laughing at dumb takes on the internet which is probably the most fun i have every week so <laughs> good time yeah have you been sort of like graphing uh the the increase of dumb takes that have been coming on i know guys <laughs> audience i know i'm talking to you at this point so i sort of apologize but it seems like the past really. couple of years um the the exponentially getting either dumber or more or, or kind of maybe everyone is just kind of getting their voice out more why mm. do you think there's been kind of this big take of 40k i'm going to use air quotations podcast listeners but experts uh coming onto the scene i don't know because we're in like a weird niche or niche you guys might say um like of just like we talk about a toy soldier game and then lots of people are like you know what i can do i can get really easy views by having a dumb take um so then i'll just i'll just ride with it and see what happens um but it seems to be going full circle because the takes they were having now are like from a few years ago just like regurgitated so it's like full circle but they're all coming out at once right now which is great because we could just keep laughing at them sometimes there's like a dry week but like the past few weeks have been amazing Evergreen. Good. Mm, yeah, good for the past few weeks. <laughs> Danny, do you think next week we should probably just uh, do an episode where we talk about how broken like Iron Hands, Leviathan, Dreadnoughts are and see if anyone notices uh, that we're actually talking about something from several John, I, I, I've been wanting to talk uh, about this for months. <laughs> months. Please. Can we please talk about Leviathan, Dreadnoughts again? I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm so ready. As a champion no. of Iron Hands in most events, I'm still running that character, uh, Contemptor. And that's still dumb. <laughs> how does so that feel? free content. <laughs> so how does that feel for you? And we're going to go into nerfs and stuff in a second here. But like, you're someone who's played Marines for a while, right? And you have kind mm-hmm. of like a good understanding. You love your irons. Your mm-hmm. army comes out, and then instantly everyone else kind of jumps on, uh, points out how ridiculously powerful it is, and then all of a sudden you have to be depowered in sort of kind of to, nah, to level. Nah, up they're all right. They're fine. They're fine. No one plays them. I'm, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't, like worry about about it. It. don't worry about it. Don't worry about that carried the entire book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what rule do I want to avoid and don't worry about? Uh, just, <laughs> that that sure that is purely relying on the character contemptor right now. <laughs> well, at it. least he's got a strong back, you know. Like yeah. he, he can carry that on his back. Yeah, yeah. Then Volkites have got like four layers of dust on, but they're still good. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you kind of start streaming and kind of creating warhammer content uh over oh god um so i started making content um the naive of uh, me at the time was making live battle reports actually in the um, u.s it's pronounced nevity 
Oh, really? <laughs> um, Say so, hydrocephalic. <laughs> <laughs> I would if it wasn't for all this damn water on my brain. But anyway. Oh, dear. Um, so I first started, I think it was like six years ago, exclusively on Twitch, streaming live battle reports around the same time that Warhammer Live started, um, just for fun, in like late 7th edition. And then we got a really big break when we did like a 24-hour stream for the launch of 8th edition. So that's like probably like a couple of months into it. I like kind of timed it really well by accident. Um, So that's kind of like how we started. And then we basically only produced battle reports. And then once we broke out and did a book review before a battle report until the pandemic where that wasn't a thing anymore because I filmed everything in my house and no one could come in. Um, So I kind of like had to flip the channel on, on its head and like kind of like change the direction and turn it into a bit more like a chatty what's new this week type deal and then that kind of like escalated because it turns out that's much more fun content and also does really well comparatively you can spend 18 hours editing a battle report and get a thousand views or you could talk shit about someone on the internet and then you know get maybe two thousand views and spend maybe half an hour on the video and it's great (laughs) and way more fun yeah i just stream content and then edit into a video <laughs> so so you're known for kind of like sharing your views and opinions in the community and things like that has that mm. ever kind of bit you in the ass like when going to events of someone come we like hey you said i cheated just because i got four rules wrong on purpose <laughs> um have you ever um, kind of had any public backlash over anything not 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 like public backlash i don't think um, i've never had anything like that in person maybe that's because either my take my dumb takes are or my dumb takes are soft or that people just love to be angry over a keyboard rather than in person um but i definitely had people be angry at me over over the keyboards that's for sure um the, mo- the most famous are probably when i was cutting all my battle mats and shouting hashtag small board gang and then everyone was saying oh, why, why, why if they make it bigger again i was just like i don't know i'll just buy another one why is it such a big deal <laughs> um and then more more recently about the wtc shenanigans about streaming and stuff like that lots of oh, people man. angry about that as well so oh, man that was yeah, yeah fun that was like a, a really good content couple of weeks for us there too danny danny what about you you say a lot of things um have you ever oh, had anyone <laughs> like some some of them uh no i'm kidding uh but like you you have a lot of opinions a very like mm-hmm. strict opinions you're you're very certain on a, a lot of things have you had people kind of come up to you or respond to you in a way like hey dick don't do that no never really uh <laughs> the, people don't really complain to me very much though in general i would say because uh <laughs> It's I don't know. It's one thing to uh, to be mad at somebody on the internet. It's another thing when they're like six four and like right there in front. Of me. <laughs> Danny, you had one about me once upon a time. If you, What's if you that? Remember, you had you had Hell an yeah. opinion about me once. <laughs> but I bring this up now. Uh, when no, I no. Made, made my made my own balanced status slate, if you remember. That was just no. on this show. Yeah, and you were like, it's fucking dumb. None of that. <laughs> I hate it. Go away. <laughs> that sounds like something I would say. Mm. Let's talk about like. any repercussions from anything you've ever said. No, not not usually. Not, not unless they're personal. Yeah, John. So let's John talk about that because you did put a lot of effort this. into there, and yeah, we did kind of make one or two things or some things put up. 
And I will yeah. say you did kind of in our comments, let us know you kind of just collated people's ideas to kind of be mm. trimmed down later. Um, what, aside from a terrible state of the game at the time, drove you to kind of jump out and be like, hey, this is some stuff that's needed? Um, yeah, so like a lot of what I do, um, like I said, like my main 40K show is looking at the stats, right? Looking at like the weekly the weekly stats of like uh, the win rates of the, the, looking at the meta as a whole. I rely a lot on the, uh, the competitive subreddit and what JCM uh, does on there for those stats. And the problem was is people like got used to coming to me to me to like analyze the sh- the stats in the show and stuff like that and be like True. this is what's happening this is what's really broken and stuff like that and at the time it was the the, the height of um tower had just been released custodies were dumb and harley queens had just come out and they were also really dumb and it was like that was for, a like, really what, fun two, part of the three game. months yeah exactly and people come in like oh what's the stats this week i was like i don't know harley queens have probably won again who cares <laughs> so i was like you know what i need and obviously that doesn't last very long when people are coming to the show looking for somebody you're just like no one cares because it's the same as last week and um, so i was just like you know what they're not doing anything right now what if i could take over because it's a bit of a meme about games workshop never making me a play test and i keep telling them that would be a really good one um i like kind of went what would be some really good ideas for them to finally release a balanced state it's like what should be in it and how would i change it if i was in charge and then and then i was like what what would be really good is if i looked at their um balanced data like from last time and used my quite scary good photoshop skills and make my own phenomenally good photoshop skills yeah <laughs> Yeah, so um, it's kind of a problem. It gets me into trouble sometimes. Get me into hot water, specifically that time. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was kind of like what happened. And then because because it looked so good, and people were just like memeing on their friends, they were like cropping out the bit where it says, "This is a community balance data slate," and this. Oh, is by the way, thank based. you for making that so easy to crop out. Like it was just yeah. A- yeah 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 exactly <laughs> let's not take the full thing let's let's crop out this bit and then send it to our friends and then that'll get shared and then it'll be like haha that's a funny gaff and then that'll get shared again and again and again until the source has gone and now everyone's just angry at me when i'm like ah look what i did as a fun thing this monday and everyone's like no you're <laughs> you're an idiot <laughs> and you just turn yeah, around man, and be I like really did say that <laughs> I was just, I did, I had to do the YouTuber apology. I did a big sigh at the beginning of the video. I was like, guys, I'm so sorry that my Photoshop's too good. <laughs> That's when you just turn around, you're like, Games Workshop, play test now? Huh? Yeah, huh? exactly. And the day I, I released it officially, they announced that they were finally bringing out the balance data slate a month early. What can I say? Hey. Most influential 40K YouTuber on there the you platform. Go. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you can't deny it, can you? Just exactly. happened. Yeah. Just happened. Undeniable. Just happened. A month early. Uh, <laughs> month early. Well, they We're a month to, premature. <laughs> they you probably like saw your one come out and then they were like, well, yeah. like just like the potato pics of Magnus and Angron and stuff. Like, oh, fuck, we have to release it now. The potato picture's out. Your Photoshop <laughs> is so good. Exactly. Like, oh, the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Moving on, let's look at this next guy here. I, I found this one here. It brought me back to my childhood. It was kind of wonderful here. Uh, on Twitter, someone said, oh, no, Teenage Wargaming Terrain Instincts kicking in uh, with the <laughs> wonderful packaging, uh, which I spent many an hour uh, trying to turn into terrain, and my dad threw away very quickly because it was really bad. Um, 
what I want to kind of spin this into with you guys here, uh, differences about terrain, uh, because we know different events have different standards. WTC is one thing, GW Opens are another thing, frontline events are a different thing. It's kind of all over the place. Mikey, where are you at in your scene in the UK with terrain? Are you guys following WTC or are you doing something different? Um, so a lot of the UK events that I play at usually use the UK TC or made famous by LGT terrain. Um, but I run events myself and the the one just after the one just after they want you to think of not the other one. (laughs) Um, so, so yeah, that, that is pretty decent terrain. The problem is, is like when every event's using it, it gets a little bit stale in my opinion. So the terrain's mm-hmm. fine, but every, if every event's using the same terrain, it gets quite stale quite quickly. Me personally, I run events myself, and we uh, like I use a mixture of terrain. So I have um, like five different table setups. So I've got a mixture of WTC, UKTC, um, game map, player placed, and Games Workshop Open, all in the same event. So and then we use random tables uh, rather than rank tables until the last round. So like no matter where you're playing, your table number will change and you'll play on a different type of terrain each game. Mm-hmm. Which I think is probably the best way because every every terrain type is like really good for a certain type of army. So you can really build for it. So if you have like lots of different types of terrain setups, then you can't build for it. You can only try and plan, oh, I hope I land on this table or I'll bring an all-comers list because I might play on the wrong table, for example. Or you can just, you know, get bad luck and have five rounds in a row and player plays terrain. That also does happen. <laughs> that also does happen. But you are, you can just play in BCP then, and that's not my fault. <laughs> Random tables, <laughs> it's all BCP's fault. <laughs> so how are your players reacting to that? Because like I said, you have a lot of people, of course, you're running events, uh, obviously, to prep for some of the bigger ones. We know uh, LGT is a huge one. There's also some other kind of majors going on. UK uh, competitive scene is really growing hugely in scope and size right now how is the reaction from your players with this kind of mixed terrain format everyone hates the games workshop one because they hate perspex um but, but, but they it's like true the mike brand actually bought shares in a chinese uh, plastic company understand uh, right before launching that yeah, he left his laptop at a, at a at a at a repair place and it was found that's how we all know yeah. that's how the <laughs> chaos demon codex got out it's true. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I think. I. I. I obviously sound biased when I say, it, but a lot of my, a lot of people who come to my events do say they enjoy the variety, um, mm-hmm. because it's because they like, for example, like the 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 games workshop open terrain doesn't really see play outside of sometimes Warhammer World use it there, but sometimes they don't, and it's kind of like um, they don't get to experience like the US type terrain. So mm-hmm. it's like nice that they can go to one event and be like, okay, we play the WTC style, which we might not have seen before. And then we'll go and play the Games Workshop one straight after. Um, which is, again, it's just variety is the spice of life, right? It's true. Yeah. So. For sure. Uh, on that, the GW Open events, they've been going on all over the US the past couple of years, have expanded. They uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe once happened in the UK. No, no. So we have Warhammer World, which is, but they don't quite run in the, quite the same way. So, mm-hmm. but, that, but we don't have an official Games Workshop open event in the UK right now. So, do you think that's something that's going to happen and expand out as GW trying to kind of stamp their scene on the the UK competitive market? Because it seems to be like they're going hard in the US without much focus in the UK. Mm. Um, I think they'd be daft not to, because there's clearly a market for it because it's been proven with the UKTC. Um, there's clearly a market for lots of people wanting to go to large events in the UK. Um, 
So I think they'd be daft not to. I just don't know when that'll be. It'll probably be when we least expect it, you know, in GW. <laughs> yeah, so like two years time. Tomorrow. Yeah, just Do before 10th edition yesterday. locks, everyone's bored of 9th edition. They'll go, yeah, we're going to do a big tournament scene. <laughs> we're going to do a 9th edition tournament the week after 10th launches. Um, exactly. Danny, well, what's kind of your preferred? Because you've played in a few of these different terrain oh, types man. here. So I actually had an interesting experience this weekend. Um, I went to a GT, played on uh, frontline terrain, but with bottom floor blocking line of sight. And MG. it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how much I hate magic boxes and uh, like ninth edition's <laughs> vertical engagement range makes all that stuff like impossible to, to shoot at basically. So assault armies were doing very, very well at that event. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. So <clears throat> I think while I do appreciate um, like terrain and multiple different types of terrain being like kind of the spice of life. Uh, I do like the idea of like some GW official like tournament like table layouts. Um, I think yeah. that like some kind of parody on their events would be uh, really good for uh, like like a championship or something like that. Like some kind of like overarching like really big prestigious event where uh, there's like a standard that's been applied to like this whole series of tournaments. I think that would be really good. Yeah. yeah, that'd be jumping really in fun. here real quick. Uh, chat, Crip Shadow, you keep Swizzle Sticks name out your mouth. Uh, they're wonderful. Sorry, Mikey, please continue. <laughs> now I was gonna say, uh, I think I think with the the lack of official tournament terrain, like as everything is like third party, you know, um, at the minute, like with the lack of official tournament terrain, it, it's a uh, it's a bit funky. But I think with an official pack, they went, you do this. It'd be quite interesting. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. We're just kind of just all buying perspex in the bucket load at the minute and hoping for the best. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you guys see a place kind of because we're we're kind of in the twilight of this edition, although nothing kind of official has been announced. You know, mm. the signs of the apocalypse are there. You know, the the, the last of the codices, the the coming of the supplements, the increasing of the power. Do you see a place where Comp 40K is going to get kind of that standardized, this is the terrain layout for this mission? Or do you think that's going to go too much against GW's uh, idea of, hey, you guys do what you want, we just give you the game? Ooh, uh, good question. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, You first. uh, Here's the trick here, Mikey, is I I pull people in with memes and bad jokes, but then I just Mm. throw out just random, really insightful questions. It Uh, was good. God. You want to pat on the back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, well, I'll give you one when I see you next. Damn it, that's so fun. <clears throat> um, man. Because, like, the the way I'm thinking of it, yeah, standardized terrain is great, right? But GW mm. is always in its rule books when you, like, play the way. Forge your own yeah. narrative. That was the joke for years, right? Yeah, and I hear what you're saying there, right? Like, I think, and I think that Games Workshop has sort of adapted that. I think their their adaptation is more like, just make sure you're having fun. Um, I feel like the hands off thing was kind of more of an FLG thing, like from like uh, like like ITC FAC and that kind of stuff. Like, like hey, you can play your your stuff however you want, but this is like kind of just a unifying document that'll help solve some of your problems and also you can run your events and tournaments with whatever rules you want just you can use them in this you can use them in the itc so they don't want to like define what the standard event should be and yeah i don't know 
I, I would like I would like to see more uniformity, um, but uh, uh, I think that there's some there's some obvious disadvantages to that to that approach. As well. Yeah, I think with the with the whole they've got this new campaign that's coming out that's all like narrative and open play themed, and it's explicitly said it's not for match play uh, with the board in action game type that's coming out, um, and they're making it quite clear that they're trying to make like a grand tournament scene with the grand tournament mission packs always coming out. And it's quite clear they've made that separation between like narrative and competitive. Like that's their, been their motto for a while now, it seems. Um, so it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be crazy for them to release like a standardized mission pack and standardized terrain pack. Uh, but then also go, they use this as you will. You don't have to follow this. You can just yeah. take inspiration from it. But then people, because it's from Games Workshop, would take it as gospel. And they wouldn't mm. like wouldn't deviate from it at all. So it might become the same problem that I've already mentioned: is that, that every tournament starts using the same terrain, and it gets quite stale quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. And going off of that, here Chad's asking as well: Does set terrain just make list building less creative? It's it's a risk, right? Like, mm. and it, it may or may not. So it will in some ways, but then people are going to try and break the meta, right, and take something off meta. So it might in, it might also foster some diversity. The, mm-hmm. I see it kind of being more of a solved game problem sometimes, especially between armies that are pretty much like these are the power choices and they don't really mm-hmm. deviate from that kind of style of army. I can see there's some stagnation there for sure. Yeah, exactly. As I mentioned, like the the unless they make the impossible and make a perfect terrain type for every uh, army archetype, then they'll just they're just going to struggle, and um, it's just going to be a case of okay, this this is an open gallery, so I'll take all my guns, or this is like really heavy terrain, so I'll take all my swords, and um, yeah, I think that's always going to be the problem with the standardized terrain set, and again, why it'll become stale. Yeah. For sure. Uh, moving on, next here we have the classic uh, no bikes, no ultramarines. Uh, someone <laughs> misreads this time, uh, which has the ultramarine logo on there. Uh, that's going to leave me, you guys. Uh, guys, what are your, your hated factions? Uh, who do you just not have time for in the Warhammer 40,000 universe? Uh, starting with you, Mikey. Tau. Tau okay. Yeah. yeah. Danny, Never time. you you famed Tau player, you? <laughs> in my fame <laughs> I got him um, back <laughs> oh man I have so many armies I hate god uh and I own them all too so that just that just what does that make me a self-hating anyway so uh I I don't like playing against orcs I know that's like the weirdest thing in the world but like the whole that is a hot like i hate how random everything is like just sometimes like things that shouldn't happen do happen just because they roll so many dice all the time and you're rolling so many dice against orcs like uh i hated more less this current book which is weird to say because it's definitely more powerful than the last one but at least it's not like i hated shock attack on so much like they were just (laughs) such cancer um yeah, and also thank you, Joel. Uh, people yelling "wah" is like super mm-hmm. cringe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it is. But it's got it's, it was become so cringe. It's gone full circle. It's kind of funny again. <laughs> it's funny because it's cringe. You're just yeah, waiting for the just... first one at a tournament. You're like, ah, oh, that's that's so goddamn so, bad. I hate it. At LVO, we're gonna take it full circle. Uh, so we're gonna oh, go yeah. to the table with orcs. We're gonna uh, deploy our orc army. And then we're mm. gonna place a monocle on our face. We're going to grab yeah. a top hat from under the table. We're going to straighten our tie and then yell, wow, as loudly as we can. And then just remove it all. 
just I'd for, pay uh, to see that. One. It's quite cool. <laughs> yeah, it's guys. Yeah, well, that, we'll make that a stretch goal. Uh, <laughs> secret Patreon, right? Yeah, I will say <laughs> secret Patreon. The, the the worst part about orcs is just the like it's almost a Squidward meme every time I play them because they're like, just so you know, this is my threat range. I can turn one charge you. You're like, oh, daring today, aren't we? Turn one charging <laughs> with your orc army. Um, okay, what about if you guys had to ban one faction from the game of Warhammer Forty Thousand? It's gone. It's out of there. Feel, Mikey, you're going to repeat the same answer again. But uh, what would it be and why? So don't you think Tau have just always had a negative play experience for either the person playing them or, or playing against them, usually the latter? So I, pl- I played 7th edition. I played Riptide Wings. I played 8th edition. They were horrific. 9th edition, fair, they were if you're pretty terrible. Wing in 7th edition doesn't necessarily mean you have a Tau army. Uh, well exactly you've got enough of it (laughs) so it's awful to play against and then like ninth edition for most of it it was really awful for the player and we felt very sad for at least three seconds and then the new credits came out it's just awful again let's get rid of it (laughs) danny one i'm shaking it up let's ban space marines let's see some new armies like uh let's just really uh see different people shake shake up the scene like um, besides, all? they only have like a 39% win rate anyway, so who cares? You're going to treat it like all the players' fault. Don't forget. <laughs> all it's the all the bad players. Yeah. <laughs> I did love that call out in Warhammer community being like, uh-huh. yeah, all of our factions are perfect apart from this one where the players are just shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're just bad at Warhammer. <laughs> oh, mate. It's so good. So, so good. <laughs> oh, amazing. Just have God. to explain the rock, paper, scissors matter as well. that was amazing guys there was so many good picture meme things i found for rock paper scissors but i couldn't organically fit them in this week but they will Mm. they will stay for a while i think danny we're going to try and convince kicker uh to let us hold a rock paper scissors championship the thursday of lbo do it um i think that that would be a good fundraiser wait can we just get it in the packet that all people have to decide to attack or defender via rock paper scissors i'd really like to see this kind of like take a, like a bigger part in deciding people's uh, tournament games you could try to get them to do like a mexican wave of the <laughs> that'd be really cool <laughs> man moving on uh this one here i found on a warhammer site uh, unfortunately still uh but it's the new black templar uh special emperor's champion <laughs> killing an orc uh, Liz Trust is the Black or the Black Templar. Uh, his sword is the Tory mini budget, and the orc is the value of the pound. Um, Mikey, in the UK, things aren't going maybe super great economically. We're in a state where America, like, it's actually cheaper for me to go home and buy stuff than buy stuff here. Um, it's mental. I think, what I think are, we've been laughing feel... at the American politics for a while and we're kind of like eating eating it back now. <laughs> well, what was crazy, right? We're, so we were talking there, like I'm a permanent resident in the United States and, and people were like, hey, you're going to go for citizenship? I'm like, no. Like, well, I, was like, <laughs> I, I, I won the option to go home if everything just goes tits up here. Like that, mm-hmm. that would be great. But then I looked over and I'm like, oh, oh no. Uh, that's the same kind of thing there. But how do you view this kind of uh, the effect of this economic downturn on kind of events, development, gaming in the UK? Because you're seeing kind of like massive price rises sort of everywhere. How mm. do you think that's going to affect the UK scene? 
Um, well, it's like like jokes aside, like everything is more more expensive at home, so people people just have less money to throw away to go to events. And then when you do go to an event, like the hotels, if you're having to stay, are obscenely priced right now. Uh, they've like doubled or tripled in price <clears throat> compared to last year. And then everything around it is just way more expensive. So it's going to be just harder for the the normal person just to go out and play tournaments. And it's probably gonna. Um, I'm not going to say like not kill the scene, but it is definitely it's definitely going to take a hard hit, and I think most people are feeling it. And um, the the more casual person is probably going to be more put off from going to talk, going to a tournament compared to like a, someone who does it all the time because they've kind of already accepted that as a cost, and they're going to go do really well. They might win a prize, whereas the person who's going to go have five six fun games with friends might be like, actually, we could do this at home and order a pizza, and it'd be a lot cheaper. Um, compared to like driving somewhere, staying somewhere, and eating out of like restaurants, etc. So it's a, it's a pretty big yikes, to be honest. Do you see kind of affecting like the the major level more, the GT, like the RTT level more? Where do you think it's going to take like the biggest hit, like attendance and kind of uh, player wise? I think probably the GT level. I think it'll be the middle one. Like RTTs are usually like one day, so people can like drive out and then drive home again. So that's like the cost is quite minimal. Um, but like the big events, people won't don't play all the time. They're kind of usually like once or twice a year type thing. So people might save up for it. Um, but the GT ones, which happen every other month that they might go to, are probably going to take the biggest hit, in my opinion. That's just pure speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine they're going to be the big the ones that are hit the worst because it's like a quite large cost for a usually something you do every couple of months where you could save that and then go to a bigger event later on yeah well happier times let's let's move Mm. on here danny unless you have uh insight into the the thing there nope awesome um let's move on to something someone asked earlier how can we get uh Danny to rage again apparently was a thing that's that's a popular thing people want. Um, so let's talk about this next slide here. Uh, the pre-release nerf to the Votan. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I just love this thumbnail. Why? Why do you assume that I'm going to rage at this? That, that, that's, what I, that's what I. That's what I want to ask. <laughs> or maybe it was like hidden coded instructions to rage at this. Oh, uh, no, I'm okay. kidding. Um, but yeah, so we saw a unique situation happening where we have an army come out. Army was obscenely powerful from day one. I think everyone saw that, but we saw a harsh and quick reversal um, and a massive increase in points uh, to some units that, that were not really super necessary. Uh, Mikey, what's your take on this this pre-nerf or a pre-release nerf based on kind of uh, a small feedback? Um, I think I think the concept of it was really good. I think them being proactive on releasing nerfs before the whole army is out is actually really good because it's it's very consumer centric where you're not going out buying three land fortresses and then when you finally built and painted them, then they get nerfed. That's really big feels bad. But we're all kind of used to it now. So we were kind of I think most people were just surprised that Gaze Workshop were like, actually, we'll look after you for this one time. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right, rightfully said by a lot of uh, Votan Facebook groups, uh, the the some of the I think a lot of the nerfs were very 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 harsh, and so I think they've definitely um, definitely like a knee jerk reaction to the way they nerfed them. For example, like um, the Hearthguard, the Terminator esque unit going up ten yeah. points per model, but only the bikes going up five is quite quite weird. 
and then the, the obviously the big one with the judgment tokens kind of completely killing the synergy between the codex between stratagems and obviously the the magna rail rifle where it forces you to wound if you roll a hit where it kind of you almost want to roll a three to hit rather than a four five or six with all the judgment tokens because you want to then be able to have a chance to roll to wound whereas if i think if they if they just thought about it for maybe a little bit longer and gone you may auto wound it'd be a lot more interesting where you could roll to hit and then be like this Magna Rail Rifle, I'm going to put that to one side and roll to wound with it so I can try and get my six to wound off. Sure. Now it's just almost, well, not almost impossible, but like it's very improbable that you're going to be able to roll a hit and then roll the six to wound because you don't mm-hmm. have that choice of being able to like, I'm not going to use a judgment token in this instance. So very knee-jerky, but I'm sure they'll probably get another update soon enough, which will then be like, actually, yeah, you're right. We'll change it again. Yeah. Danny, do you see us getting kind of the FAQ two weeks after the actual codex comes out, whenever that is, uh, like like other books, or are we going to stick with the 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 Votam we have? Oh God, I hope not. Let's not have <laughs> more changes right off the Danny, bat. Danny, you took Votam to a GT this weekend, right? So how was your experience I, of the nerfed Votam? I did play Votam <laughs> at a GT this weekend. Ah, um, <laughs> uh, you're the reason everyone says Votam sucks. <laughs> hey man, I got all the wins this weekend that were available to, that were the, that were that were had by Votan. So, um, <laughs> to be fair, he also plays Space Marines. Uh, true, so it is his fault. True, Iron Hand specifically, actually. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I don't know. All right, so they're they're actually pretty squishy. Like if you like all like especially if you have volume attacks or firepower. Like getting a five plus or a four plus save is like not that good right now. <laughs> so um, yeah, my stuff definitely dies. And uh, while they have a lot of attacks, like without without getting without getting any of the other new units, uh, definitely the book feels lackluster in its current state. Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, I still went three and two. So nice um like there's the like stuff still has some legs at least and like wow. mikey was pointing out things like with the rail guns and things like that um i i don't know how much that for like the magna rails it mattered because i took like seven six magna rails in my list um and i did roll the six a couple of times uh just nice and i had to like be like all right i'm not putting judgment tokens on that unit because yeah. i'm gonna try and get some sixes on the magna rails so um, but and that's such a weird interaction to be like, I'm not going to use my army's ability because yeah, I want to roll dice. My strengths, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just it's a more modern dwarf who's in touch with his emotions, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm not going to hold that against you. You hold that objective. It's true. <laughs> it's true. They're we, very conscientious of other people's feelings and opinions. Yeah, we're using just the starter set stuff, so just the bikes and the yeah. characters, and yeah, I think I think a lot of people are kind of looking at the Votan results right now and going, maybe Games Workshop are too harsh, and then not realizing that they are just playing three units spammed right now, which is not a bad <laughs> no. list, but it is yeah. very limited. <laughs> it, totally, totally. It, well, and like, it's not a good list, one hundred percent. Like, there's I had one assault element, and that was the champion with Exactor, and like, nice. that's it. And <laughs> yeah. but he was. He was when he was good. He was very, very good. <laughs> mm. um, but the Boy. bikes are one of the best units in the book. Still, even at thirty-five points, they are an amazing value. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It's just yeah. so much speed and that obsec on top. You're like, right. okay, cool. I'll the guns, it's significant. Like the shooting yeah. is insane. How do it's you just guys? Fire, think, right? 
they came up yeah. with the points increases because Mikey, like you said, they're like the the hearth guard who no one was really talking about as being like a big scary thing went up ten, mm. and then the bikes where I was like, well, I'm just gonna have eighteen of these. They only went up five. Do you think it was any kind of like what do you think the rhyme or reason behind some of those changes were? I, I honestly, I feel like they got those two mixed up. If they said the bikes went up ten and the hearth guard went up five, I'd be like, yeah, totally understandable. But the way they've done it is just weird. You yeah. Know? I, I think the Thunderkin increase was probably a mistake as what well, like too much as well. Like they probably didn't yeah. even need to go up. They were like not good in the first place. So mm. um yeah. Uh a bunch Beautiful. of stuff, I think it's a bunch of mistakes that the, uh, or not a bunch, a couple of mistakes because there's only 12 data sheets, right? Like and <laughs> many of them needed to go up as much as they did. Berserks yeah. need to be 30 points. Yeah. Uh the land fortress is pr- is probably pretty close to where it needs to be, I think. Mm-hmm. Um uh but yeah, I think that there's definitely uh maybe a little bit of work to do on points in a future balanced data slate, but let's see how they let's see how they perform in events and then I'll, like I then I then I would want to look at those points and and, and wait. That's what you get uh for having the intern enter the data uh, into the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, you got a couple mix ups. Excuse me, sir. I'm a rules writing associate and I don't have time to do that entry. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh we have uh leaks coming up for the uh, Astro Militarum. Uh we teased it last week. It was announced today. Uh the the Rough Riders are back. The the Attilans. horses are a thing when you have beam weapons. Uh we're very excited about it, but one thing that's rumored to not be a part of the Imperial Guard Codex is Commissar Yarrick. Uh, he has <laughs> he has ripped off his last orc arm allegedly. Again, we're going off of standard YouTuber information level, so absolutely oh, zero dear. apart from a couple of things we heard <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, Mikey, what are your thoughts on kind of uh, goodbye, Commissar Yarrick? Uh, I think it's a real shame. He's such an iconic character to the entire 40k lore. It's just like, it's really, really odd. But also, that model is old. It is old AF. So I can understand them like scrapping it, maybe put him in a supplement. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's a real shame. But if they're either going to release a new model for it or bin it. I think that's kind of like what they're doing these days. Yeah. Danny, uh, do you think it's a shame that we're getting uh yarrick uh just removed from the book rather than taken care of by gasgill like you've been building up this big feud of the century the immovable object versus the unkillable commissar you're just like well no he's fine cast so nope get <laughs> fucked boomer that's what i have to say about that <laughs> <laughs> totally fair uh mikey we can see some stuff coming out about the astromilitarum line um, with uh, single regiments not really being a thing, different kind of wars like Cadians and Catachans getting special mm. rules for their units as a, an instead thing. What are your thoughts on Guard uh, based on kind of what we've heard from Warhammer community so far? Oh, I just love rules bloat. Um, so they sound really fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, like like the concept of it on on like his first reflect like you know oh yeah you know Cadians will have their own special rule but you'll get an army wide rule while you've got Cadians and Krieg all together it sounds awesome but also trying to remember all the different coloured guardsmen that all look the same they just got different hats on at a tournament and then this one does this and this one does this 
it's going to be tough, I think, for a little while while we all yeah. try and learn what it does again. Again, one of the final horsemen of a new edition is a weird rules bloated codex coming out right towards the end. Uh, Danny, yeah, what's your talk? On, what's your take on Militarum? Uh, well, I'm excited to see them get at least something, even if it's, I don't know. I mean, what, like, we're all kind of making this assumption that the new edition is coming next year, which is uh, probably a pretty fair assumption. Um, but, uh, it'll be, I hope that they get at least some time in the sun because they really deserve it for having waited so long for a new book and new, new models and new rules because man, they were like one of the first codexes released for eighth edition. And so they've really been languishing with those rules for quite some time. So they deserve everything they get. So many rules. Sixes hit, you wound. It's fine. Like your tanks, two up save. All good. Do all this other stuff. And they're still not great. So yeah. They've definitely Uh, had a climb since that. Since all those updates, they've definitely definitely had a win rate climb. The the like the OG guard players are really loving it right now. But it is just so much that they've had to like duct tape to the codex to hope it fixes it and it's kind of worked but it's, it's going to be interesting to see how much of that keeps when when the book does come out like whether they lose hammer of the emperor which is probably likely and how much of that has been written into the codex and released early or just kind of just taken out of thin air and will completely disappear when the codex does come out yeah chat letting us know uh the tactics game used up yarrick he's dry <laughs> Uh, the number one. <laughs> they sold all those, those, you know, those. You're, during your first hour, you can buy Yarek for five dollars, and they, they it, oversold. As someone, as someone who did not do that, do that. Oh man, yeah, please. If you're <laughs> gonna play that game for any amount of time, beautiful. Uh, moving on, I have a little silly thing I found here. Uh, I found it quite cool. I had to trim it a little bit here, but it says assembled figures, as you can see from the photos, for five oh, okay. pounds. Uh, products related to this item, Nintendo Switch and the Entertainer, which I don't know what that is. Oh, um, that's a, like a toy shop in the UK. Uh, possibly. Oh, okay. Oh, it is. You said it is. Yeah, cool. it's a toy shop. No, I know. See, I'm just I was a Woolworths <laughs> man, and they they went out of mm. business because yeah. Anyway, uh, I want to show you the next one here, which is the picture the the lady posted of of the miniatures here. Um, it's <laughs> actually uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand Space Marine Rhino. Uh, Love it. Looks like a bunch of Playmobil figures in there. A couple of army men. It's good times. Um, what I'm oh, yeah. with someone sent me a picture of an army today. Can I can I share an image to you that you can put on screen? Of, yeah. Of like a, like an. Oh, perfect! Yeah. Yeah, someone yeah. sent me a Danny, picture today. Yeah, Danny. Let's um, let's let's fill some time. Let's fill some airspace. <laughs> hey, let's do the games played. Uh, Val loves games played sessions <laughs> podcast. Let's do some hobby progress. Yeah, cool. We can talk about that. Oh, Man, yeah, I've been yeah. building what, a what lot you... of Votan bikes. I built eighteen Votan bikes bikes this like in the last week and a half, and like I'm I'm glad I never have to build one again. Yeah, I am just going to literally save up every single dollar I can steal and find until December, and then buy all of the mutilators in the world, regardless of whether I can run them or not. Hell yeah. I'm excited uh, for that. Because as, as someone is the OG uh, mutilator boy, people said I was a fool for taking mutilators to, to LVO 2020. And let me tell you, they were right. Uh, but <laughs> I did have a good time with them. That's right. That's what counts, right? super cool. 
And again, uh, we're going off of general YouTuber levels of information, which means we saw a picture. Um, Spike oh, yeah. a picture of a sprue. Uh, Look, we don't know anything, guys. Later. We're no. idiots. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but if you've made it this far, you sort of know about it. Um, Danny, while this is loading up here, we're going to see uh, how do you explain to Warhammer to friends and family who might not necessarily be Warhammer people? Oh, um, I don't. I generally don't do it. I uh, if somebody asks me about it, I'll explain it to them. But otherwise, that's a dark, that's a deep secret, dark part of my life that I don't let out into the open. I was expecting you to be like, like, hey, what's that over there? And you just don't talk to them and acknowledge them, and you just walk away. That's yeah. how you don't find it. Yeah, that's Perfect. that's that's how I roll. Actually, socially, I'm a very awkward person. Um, I actually don't like people at all. Uh, uh, so it's it comes pretty naturally to me. People really do be the worst. Mikey, what about you, man? Like, this is a large part of your life, obviously. Um, how do you explain uh, Warhammer to friends and family? Uh, to friends and family, um, I've been doing it for that long that they know about it, but I kind of just say, it's like chess, but with guns and a tape measure. Um, <laughs> but that's, like, the only way I could explain it. And then they kind of like, what? And I'm like, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool yeah, that we worry about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> It's a, it's an interesting one. It is very much related. It's a space, it, almost a space marine rhino. It's actually Stormcast Eternal, oh. uh, but Playmobil <laughs> and Lego. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It's quite funny that someone sent me that today. <laughs> um, wow, that's and it was just, It's just a beautiful pink Stormcast army, and I think they must have gone. I actually don't like painting faces, and then stuck Lego heads on top and Lego slash Playmobil weapons. <laughs> Amazing. Ironically, making the army far more expensive than the Games Workshop. (laughs) (laughs) Those Dragon Riders are at least double the cost now. Oh, yeah, for sure. At least. I'm going to choke here. Uh, Last thing we're going to talk about here. Uh, Slide 12, uh, for those of you following at home and access to the slideshow, so Dickie. Uh, Data slate this month, no delays foreseen. Uh, October is here. Uh, we were promised a quarterly balanced data slate, and damn it, Mikey, it wasn't available at 12.01 a.m. UK time on October Awful. 1st. Um, has the community got far too needy and whiny about this stuff? Uh, I don't know about you. I'm an older player who got used to, uh, like, one codex every six months with no updates. Mm-hmm. And when it was out in the wild, I was like, you're like, that was broken. Like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Go have fun. Um, yeah. Is the community too needy and whiny about this data slate stuff? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but understandably, <laughs> they, yes, they're needy and what they just like moan about everything. That's just what Warhammer players do these days. And again, as we spoke about, you know, dumb takes are louder than ever these days. Um, but it's kind of like, it's understandable why people want it because the game, the, the, the problem is, is the game's in a really good place and there's only a couple of problems with it. Like looking at Harley Quinns and Tyranids, for example, is like the two outliers. Um, but but it used to be much worse. So waiting a little bit longer wouldn't be so bad because those armies are annoying but beatable. Obviously, it's an uphill battle, but it, it's not mm-hmm. as awful as it has been for a long time. It we, we're not we're not in the same game as we were like seven eight months ago with like custodians and harlequins being a really big problem it's nowhere near that level because there's so many different armies that are doing really well right now um Mm -hmm. so it's understandable why there needs to be a change but also it's not like 
we need it right now. It's not like there's a really big problem. Yeah. I think people are just bored, which is also understandable because because people expect that change. So they're like, well, I may as well wait for the balance day. It's like now. And because people are like in that headspace where they're like, I'm not going to buy a new army. I'm not going to go to this tournament because I'm just waiting for the balance day. It's like, so I can be ready for it. They're just bored of waiting because they've put themselves in this perpetual state of, I'm not going to play until the balance day. It's like, it's out. Also, the game's really good. So Games Workshop aren't releasing one. Or maybe <laughs> I haven't made my fake one yet. So Games oh, Workshop are waiting for that. Oh, maybe that's you're the, the problem. catalyst. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I love the fact time. that the game's in such a good place now that people are like, well, I'm just not going to play this until they fix it a little bit more. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the vibe I've I've gotten from a lot of people where everyone's like, the game's really balanced right now, so I'm going to wait until it's fixed. <laughs> Danny, what's, what's your take on this? Because I know necessarily in some of our groups as well, we have a gentleman, Taylor, uh, who screams loudly, and you don't think you could scream through text, but that gentleman does. Um, about data slates coming and rules coming. What, what is your, your take uh, on this? Are we expecting too much nowadays for, from GW? I mean, we're ex- we're expecting the standard that they have themselves set for themselves. I mean, like, like we're just expecting them to live up to their word. Like, part of Mad. the point of them making a promise cool. that they were going to be doing this uh, as part of their... Uh, uh, there are surveys that they did uh, where people were asked how much, how often people would like updates. People said quarterly, so that's kind of what they're doing. If if they didn't want to be held to a quarterly, you know, balance update, then they shouldn't have uh, made that a thing. But yeah, totally. I don't know. Maybe they feel like they fixed Votan and they're like, well, that'll do. <laughs> See you in January or February yeah. or March, guys. Good luck, guys. Have fun. <laughs> Their, their balance guys only contracted for, for one item uh, every month, and he's already did it with the Votan, so you can't really ask any more of that. They can't make another apology think... this month. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we're going to a place where the balance data slates and the grand tournament packets are going to be released kind of more closely together uh, to set up an entire season rather than what we've been seeing? Huh. Um Danny, you're already viciously please, agreeing with me. Please do that. Why oh. would we not want that? Like, everybody would want that. That is perfect. Just do that. And then we can all play the season and see where it ends up. Mikey, is that something you see happening there? Is the GT packet and the balance update are going to be more in line? That's what they did in June, right? So that's the last one that we had came out at the same time as Nephilim and the points uh, all came out at the same time. I think the problem they've got is because the game's kind of good right now, they're delaying this balance data slate. So we're going to have it for like a month, maybe two, and then the new GT pack is going to come out. And we're all going to be like, wait, it's been three months from your original schedule, so should it be there be another balance data slate <laughs> that does nothing? That maybe fixes Votad once more, you know. So the more the problem is, is they've gone. We're going to release one every three months, which coincides with the GT pack release because we'll have release with the GT pack one in the middle and then one at the start of the next one. But they're delaying this one, which means the next one that comes out with the GT pack is probably going to get delayed as well. So it's kind of like they're ruining their own schedule, which is actually a really good way to do it, you know. At the start, in the middle, at the start, in the middle, you know. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Yeah. Very weird. They could have just released it, added like one little tiny thing, and then just got rolled with it and be like, that's your balance data slate for three months because it's probably okay now. Space Marine players are bad, that's their problem. Admet players lose even more nerfs because that's their problem. And Harlequins maybe, I don't know, goes up a point. One model will go up a point and that'll be fine. 
<laughs> a couple things to throw out here before we wrap it up. One, uh, you guys have talked heavily about how this is a pretty balanced edition outside of kind of some outliers like, you know, Tyranids are, are pretty high oh. up there. Space Marines are pretty low down wait, there. Wait, wait, wait. But you're, but you're bad uh, at the game. Um, mm -hmm. What do you Thanks. see happening change-wise for this upcoming data slate? Can we get a preview of the community data slate 2.0? <laughs> um i think he's i think he's kind of hard to nail right now i think unless you just look kind of look at points give tyranids even less look at like tyranid warriors because they're clearly a problem um because if you can run 18 to 20 of the, the 18 to 21 of the same model and that's pretty much everyone's list that's probably the issue there that's kind of like the big outlier um with harlequins i'm not sure where to look because they are just they're just always so efficient no matter what you do to them. So again, it could be just a point rise on the problem units, maybe put troops up a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. And then Admech, they just everyone's getting better around them. So God knows they they probably need Hammer the Emperor and two plus save vehicles next to to fix them. And then Space Marines oh, just no. needs to get better players, you know, that's the problem. <laughs> that's true. It's just better players. Yeah. I'm the, the medium one of them, so say. I can say that. Before you buy a Space Marine Codex, you have to pass a written exam of competency mm. uh, at Warhammer. To have Armor your of competency, that's what they'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, uh, what about you? Well, what changes are you looking for in this upcoming slate? I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with Admech. Um, it sounds like they're a faction that's probably going to get touched, so... Like, I think anything more than a light touch, though, like can throw stuff really out of balance with how deadly this edition is. Um, so I'm interested to see. Uh, I hope we get, as Chen Popo said, uh, Armor of Contempt, Contempt. I would like to see Contempt of Armor of Contempt uh, as a special rule for Space Marines where they get to oh. ignore the first two points of armor of AP. Because yeah. their gear oh, is better maintained. Oh, my gosh. I'm all no. for it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it, dude. <laughs> the iron plans player over here is like yeah boy <laughs> my your... volkites don't get nerfed anymore so that's fine <laughs> i'm gonna make your rule so complicated you're gonna need a law degree to understand it that's what's gonna oh, make man. it mikey yeah. uh thank you so much rich, for bro. either staying up insanely late or waking up insanely early uh people already know but but remind them uh where can they get more mikey uh, well, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. And obviously, just go check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wargaming um, for all my content there. And if you like dumb dumb pictures or dumb takes, go to my Twitter, twitter.com, uh, hellstorm underscore Mikey. They're like live hot takes, and then I'll make a video about it later. <laughs> Whereas yeah. if you go to, to my Twitter, which is HeyJohnQ, recently it's just AI-generated pictures of Jeb Bush in various situations. Um, I've seen which, them all. Dude, it's quality. You ever want to see Jeb Bush punch a shark on the ground? I got that there. That uh, Danny. Cool. I have to say, John, that your yeah. Jeb Bush with big anime titties was probably my favorite one. <laughs> I'm in. That was I'm pretty in. good. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what else you got? No, John, I got nothing, man. Uh, it was really oh, good yeah. to have you on, Mikey. I'm really glad that we got to we got to have you on as a guest. You're fantastic. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much for having me on. It's good to hash out our uh, feud and our drama after you said <laughs> I had a dumb take. Um, so that's good. No, it's really fun, guys. Thank you so much for inviting me on. No problem. Guys, what an amazing show. Uh, we're going to be back next Monday. Will we have an actual guest? Will it just be Val? Probably just Val. But we're going to go over the, something uh, as well as the highest highs, the lowest lows of the community. Thank you, everyone. And as always, it's pretty grim after dark.